Hey guys, Hunter here. Wanted to ask you a quick favor. We're really trying to grow the podcast and podcasts typically grow by word of mouth. So if you got a friend or family member who might be, might be interested in this podcast, please shoot them a link so they can hear it and hear the good word of health and fitness. Now let's get to the show. back with the Coyote Fitness Podcast. Hunter here coming to you from the Rainy Flowwood Studios. I'm here with Caleb and Tyler today and we are going to talk about something a little bit more abstract but also very applicable to applicable to um, what's going on in the gym. We're going to talk about progress as far as how do we keep from comparing our progress to other people's progress. Why we always want to look at what other people are doing and compare it to what we're doing and say, why are they doing it? Why are they making progress faster than us? Why aren't we where they are? And it applies in the gym and specifically because everybody logs their scores in SugarWide. And so we can always see um, what other people are, are posting. And um, we can see, wow, they got a bigger PR than me. That's How come they got a bigger PR than me? Instead of um, the rest of, in other areas of life, we talk about this all the time. You can't really compare <laughs> other people's progress in life going to, to yours because there's not like a leaderboard of life. But um, so anyways, we're going to talk about, you know, what are the pitfalls of that? Why, why we should be focusing on our own progress and how we can constantly do that because it's something that each one of us struggles with constantly. I think the hardest thing for us is to have a uh, approach to progress that ta- has the big picture in mind and that also takes into account that progress is not a linear thing. And whether it's your body composition or your performance or your aesthetics, there are so many different factors that come into play that make it literally impossible to compare with anyone else except for yourself. And even with yourself, it's not a perfect process leaderboards just happen to give us some measurements so that we can take some data and do our best to give an educated uh, approach to what we're trying to accomplish and so we have a leaderboard in the gym because it helps people have some data behind their fitness over time so that they can be encouraged when they do things well and we need to take it as something that is a positive, but not take it as something that's absolute or that it's something that is a statement of fact about who you are as a person or your success. It's just one of many, many tools that allow us to have some measurements that help us be educated on achieving a goal. At the end of the day, we're doing, we have a leaderboard because so, we have goals, whether it be fitness or your body composition. And what we want to do is just take a, a proper approach to that. And so I know there's a lot of directions we can go. And um, ultimately, like you said, there's 
uh, a lot of this that can apply to our relationships outside of the gym and some of the things that we engage in in life, whether it be business or family or um, finances. So it's a, I think it's a great conversation. I hope it's helpful for people. Yeah, and something I hear a lot, especially from people that come in from maybe um, other gyms or other backgrounds, and then they join um, our gym. Maybe they've been working out um, at just a, like a global gym pretty much their whole life, and they come and join, and they see one of the first things they see on a tour is the whiteboard in the gym, and they're like, oh, what's, what's on the whiteboard there? And, you know, when I let them know that we keep track of our times, our reps, our rounds, our lifts, I try to explain it from a standpoint of, it's more important for us to measure the progress that we're making than necessarily measure the comparison that we have with other people. And so we hear like all the time, uh, you know, comparison being the thief of joy. Uh, and so when we look at a leaderboard, when we look at what we're measuring, um, I like to kind of take people through the outline of if we never kept up with our front squat three reps or if we never kept up with our benchmark times on our workouts, we would never know if we're making progress. On the flip side of that, if we're making progress at a certain rate and, or say someone else is making progress at a certain rate that is maybe in our minds faster than the progress that we're making, or maybe they had a bigger PR or a, a faster benchmark time, that's not a reflection on anything but the effort that they're putting in. It's not a reflection of a lack of effort maybe um, we're putting in. So whenever someone comes in, they're like, oh, so why do you keep up with your times? Are you trying to see who can do Fran the fastest? Not really. We just want to see if we can do Fran at a, a faster rate than we did it last time just so we can have that as another form of measurement on our progress. And so I think the leaderboard and the progress – are synonyms but they're not the same thing at all yeah so let's talk about the leaderboard for a second and specifically why we do it number one is for accountability so when you step into the gym um, the leaderboard is accountability in that you you keep giving your best effort for that day because you know that your name with your score is going to go up on the leaderboard and so it's accountability for you to give your best effort and be proud of that number you know you might not necessarily be proud of like where what your number is ranking compared to everybody else and that's another you know we can talk about that in a second but as far as proud of your effort i gave my best effort today to get that score number two is it's going to allow people to push themselves harder get more intensity from their workouts because it's a competition and competition drives people to push themselves harder um if somebody else is watching you pull on the rower you're going to row just a little bit harder than you would by yourself at home and we hear it all the time of people that work out at home in their garage or whatever the case may be that they have a hard time giving the same intensity and effort as they would in the gym and we know that if you give a better effort day in and day out over an extended period of time you're going to make more progress your body composition is going to change you're going to be fitter you're going to be healthier all those types of things so there are so many benefits of it and then the third one to me is it helps with the rest of life because every part of life we can find a way to make it a competition a comparison a leaderboard you know keeping up with the joneses down the road uh they have they got a brand new car so i need to get a new car their house is bigger than mine i need to get it you know he makes more money than me i need to make more money than me there's not a leaderboard in life 
that says specifically where everybody is in, in certain areas, but we're always looking. We're always looking on Instagram to see what else other people are doing. We're always looking on Facebook at people we graduated high school with. They're, they're farther ahead in life than me. They're this, they're that, they're the other. And the leaderboard um, is a great way for us to be able to train for all those other instances and say, uh, I learned that what really ultimately matters is that I gave my best effort today because that's all that I can control and I can't control what everybody else is doing. I can't control how everybody else is, um, you know, participating in the day, what they're doing outside of the gym, all that type of stuff. All I can control is my own effort. And if I want my scores, uh, to get better, I can't just say, Oh, it's so-and-so's making so much more progress than me or they're cutting reps. There's no way they got that score. Um, if we can learn to instead say, I'm not happy with my score, so I need to figure out a way to get to, to improve it and take ownership of it, um, then that, that all that's going to transfer over into every other area of life as well. I heard a great quote this last week from someone I follow on Instagram, and they said, if you have 40% for the day and you give 40%, you gave 100% effort. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I'm really passionate about helping people see is we talked about it in the last episode, but expectations and having the appropriate expectation, there is, I would say, 90% of days when you do a workout of the day in the gym, maybe more, maybe 95% of days, you're, the score that you put down is not your 100% best effort. And the sooner we can come to grips with the fact that our score is not that doesn't mean that that's not a reflection of your capability as a human and no one else is judging you for your capability as a human in that moment because everyone is collectively coming to the gym with about our 70% or 80%, right? It's the job of a professional uh, exerciser to work to try to bring as close to that as possible. But for everyone else who is not making their primary source of providing for their family and for their income in exercise, then we have some other priorities. And those things are going to, they should and they will take away from you putting your giving and achieving your 100% capacity in the gym. I even listening for for those people who do make a living out of it, they know they're not giving 100% every day. They're trying to give because no one can peak every day. But I think a lot of us, we have this tendency to believe that uh, everyone else has their best effort and I only have 80% today. And so we start listing excuses or we start, and all that time we're really miserable. We're not enjoying what we're doing. And the reality is everyone came in and gave 100%. It doesn't matter if that's 40% 40% of your best score, or if it's 50%. You know, it's really funny that uh, something that I've noticed that I do and everybody does is we're looking at a score on a given day. We'll look at somebody else at, at the at the top of the leaderboard and say, wow, they did really good on this workout, and we'll remember that. But the next day, if the same person is last on the leaderboard, we won't remember that. We won't even notice it, and we'll completely forget about it. But for our own selves – we only seem to remember the days that we were last on the leaderboard and we don't remember the ones we were first. Where everybody else remembers your best days and forget your worst days, we remember our worst days and forget our best days. And we're so hard on ourselves in that way. And so then we have a tendency to hide and not want to talk about how we did on a workout or give an excuse for why we did poorly on a workout or I didn't sleep good or this, that, and the other. Um, Instead of realizing that everybody else is going to remember our best days and they're going to be cheering and applauding us for 
for our effort every single day. And literally, they don't care what your score is. Nobody cares what you, nobody else cares. You're, you're the only person that cares what your score is on Sugarwide. You are. And so when we get so caught up and everybody else is going to see this and they're going to judge me for it, nobody is going to judge you for it. Everybody, they're really going to cheer for you. Um, if you do well and be, you know, proud of you. And if you do poorly, they're going to completely forget about it. So. It's it's like when people come into the gym, they're new and they think that, oh, I don't want to get towards the front of the room because everybody's going to be watching me. And you and I both know that if we're in the back of the room and we're on the assault bike and then we're going to burpees over the bar, or we're doing things on the rig. Not for one second are we watching the new person up at the room being like, oh, man, they really don't know what they're doing or look yeah. how light that bar is. There's not a second of that. It's the, you're exactly right. It's the exact opposite. You know, if anything, it's uh, admiration for people yeah. who are doing new things and for giving it their best effort. Uh, so people are more gracious. The people around you are a lot more gracious, especially the type of people that come to Coyote Fitness. They are going to be people that are cheering for your best effort and also sympathize with you if it's not your best effort. And you're right. They're not, they're not going to be thinking of you any less uh, if anything, it just shows the humanity. And yeah. so that's one thing that, uh, is, is absolutely true. No, that's perfect. I was actually, I had this exact, almost the exact conversation with a member just the other day and, uh, we were doing personal training, um, at the time. And they're like, so like, what do you, I, I told them, I was like, what do you expect from me as a coach? I like to, to lay that groundwork. I like to lay that first as a coach. What do you expect from me? And then never once has someone in return asked that and so in return they asked me they said well what are you expecting from me i was like honestly on a day-to-day basis like i just expect you to come show up like i think that that's like the 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 biggest thing that you can do who cares when you get here when you get in the door after you cross the the open the door and set your keys down you won you have done the hardest thing something that 90 plus percent of other americans can't do so it wasn't, oh, I expect you to back squat this amount of weight or I expect you to run this mile time. It's like, I really expect you to to show up and let's work hard. Whatever percentage that feels like for the day, whatever you think that you can give, I just expect you to show up because when you come and you put in a dollar, right, you're going to get three out if you can continually put in that investment, come in and put in that time. And so I, I just like, it's kind of funny. No one's ever asked me as a coach, like, what do you expect of me? I love, that's such you know? a good, that's such a good point. People admire, people are more likely to recognize that you put your name on the leaderboard and you showed up than what the number is over to the right. They're looking at the left. They're yeah. looking at the name and they're like, man, they keep showing up every day. They care more about that than any number you could possibly put. We had a guy drop into the gym who was a power lifter and one day on the back squat came in and put up 500 plus number up there and then never came back to the gym again and guess guess how many people are talking about that in the gym today no one that hasn't come up once except for me right now because i remember (laughs) like oh my gosh like yeah he just but it's the point is that i think people really value you as a person and your consistency more than any number you could come in and squat 700 pounds and i promise the next day People are going to maybe mention it, one or two people, and then it's going to slowly fade away, and then it'll be forgotten. And so I think the performance, we just somehow, I think it's our tendency to get it a little bit backwards. And um, so, one, just remember, like, it is amazing what you're, what everyone who shows up every day is doing. 
someone put this image in my mind. I would never forget it. When sometimes we'll do a workout and I'll picture if we set a if we set up the room at Walmart in the parking lot and just had people come who are going in and doing shopping right down the road from you. The people who walk into that store who could do what our members are doing, um, it's on the leaderboard in terms of what you're capable of. Dead last on the leaderboard, it what you're you are at the 99% of the general population, and we want to recognize that. We want to help people see that that is something that um, they should be proud of. And we accidentally, it's human nature to start nitpicking the little bit of of uh, room for improvement that we have. Yeah, and uh, something I've learned, um, I learned a long time ago in life is that we have a tendency to put ourselves in groups in different areas. And so I learned this in college when I was playing baseball in that, you know, you come in with a freshman class and we all subconsciously are putting all of our freshmen, the guys in freshman class kind of in the same group. And then the sophomores are a different group. They're above us. And then the juniors are above us and seniors above us. And we don't like it when somebody who we see as in our group all of a sudden starts performing better than everybody else because we're like, hey, what are you doing? We're all supposed to be in a group together. Why are you doing better than me? And it, it happens in every area of life. Like if you start a new job with somebody else um, and you all start at the same time, subconsciously you're you're going to put each other in the same group. And if one of them starts gets promoted before the other one, then we're going to get mad because we're like, well, we're supposed to be – we started together. We should be in the same level all the way up. If one of them gets ahead of the other, then um, it's not fair. We should be together, if that makes sense. And so oh, – yeah. We, we, we have a tendency to do that in every area of life, and it, it, it's the same in the gym. If you start, uh, if you join Coyote Fitness um, and you're in the same on-ramp group with somebody else, and then six months later they're uh, setting a, a bigger PR than you, you're going to start feeling frustrated. We're like, how come they're progressing faster than me? But reality is everybody is in a completely different spot. spot. Just because you started on the same day, you could have completely different backgrounds. Somebody that came into um, this type of training with 15 years of gymnastics under their belt is going to progress faster than somebody who has never touched a weight in their life because they've literally been doing this type of training for 15 years and setting their body up for that. And so we can literally, you can never compare yourself to somebody else because they have a completely different life than you. They have a completely different um, background than you. They've done lots of different things than you. They, their sleep schedule looks different. Their diet looks different and their work looks different. It just, when you actually start thinking about it logically, you're like, it's ludicrous for me to compare myself to anybody because there's so many variables. Like it's countless variables. I can't compare myself to anybody else. Um, because there's just too many other variables at play outside of the, okay, we came in, we did the work, the same workout today. But the 23 hours of the day, other part of the day, are completely different, as well as the 35 years, 40 years, 45 years before this are different. So why would I expect us to be making the progress at the exact same rate? What do you guys think about this? Because I think that a lot of people definitely agree with everything we're saying, and that's a, those are some really great points. I think one thing that we do hear about and we just have to acknowledge is that in life, in the gym, in fitness. We see it all over. I mean, that's one of the big things with the news in CrossFit is PEDs and people taking, uh, you know, who are trying to outperform their peers. They're trying to find every little way to do that and people cheat. It's something that I think instead of acknowledging that it, or instead of just kind of being afraid to acknowledge it, it's just saying that 
I think at the end of the day, we need to try to figure out how can I personally engage when I'm trying to accomplish something with everything or with what I appear to be everything that I have and other people maybe are are taking shortcuts. Um, I ran a race one time. It was a memorial run, and I saw someone in front of me, the only person in front of me, who skipped a little cul-de-sac to run into it, just cut the corner right there, and it was like, you know, all of a sudden, I had to run 30 more minutes with someone in front of me who I knew took a shortcut, and so learning, I had to quickly realize that there is nothing about my running pace or technique that needs to change based on that person cutting that corner. Um all I could do was say, man, I can either choose to run a little bit harder if I have it in me, or I need to learn how to deal with this because if you had tried to keep up with them, you could have set yourself to do even worse. And that's a great analogy for every, for, yeah. for inside the gym. Like if you're trying to keep up with somebody else, you have no idea what else is going on. You can be setting yourself up to crash and burn and burn out and quit. And I've seen a lot of people quit over the years because they're trying to compare themselves to somebody who started off way ahead of them they have a completely different background than them and they got frustrated because they weren't making the progress they thought they should be making compared to somebody else when in reality they didn't see all the other aspects of it and so um if you're comparing yourself to somebody else on instagram you don't know if they're taking peds the yeah. liver king just came out and he's been saying for years that he was not taking PEDs. and everyone and, was surprised yeah and I now mean. and now he said and people were there was countless people trying to follow the same diet as him and not getting the same results because they weren't taking the peds that he was but do you know how helpful it is to try to figure out if rich froning is taking peds for you and you're and you're yeah. giving your best effort in life it yeah. doesn't help you at all and i think we're naturally because a lot of people in the news and they find a voice in media it's very easy to get really consumed with the negativity of trying to find if everybody the trying it. to find everything that's wrong about that person so i can feel better and and we could quickly go on a tangent with this but like i think that the the thing that i would advise people to do is to and this is something that hunter from the very beginning when we started our second gym and i was over there and we started realizing that as we grow we're going to have all types of people that come in and they're going to have all types of thing and for me, what I've tried to emulate in my life is to always view things from a lens of empathy and realize that if I see someone do 10 and not 12, it's not, I want to try to give them the benefit of the doubt and say they may not have 12 reps in them, or they may have something that they're compensating for, or maybe I haven't made them feel welcome enough as a person and I've maybe shown them that their score is what's valuable instead of who they are as a person. Yeah. And so maybe I need to do better at being a friend to that person or maybe being more welcoming to that person so they don't feel like they have to put uh, themselves as, oh, I'm a really fit person, so I'm welcome in this room. So all of a sudden you go from someone quote unquote cheating and being obsessed and texting back and forth with that to all of a sudden now I'm saying, how can I be a more welcoming person so people around me don't feel like they have to put a facade or put a mask on um, to earn my respect or to earn that? And so the empathetic role of uh, that we all, I think, can play is just a gateway to happiness because all, at the end of the day, I'm going to go home and put my head on the pillow and be happy or I'm going to lay in bed and my heart rate's going to be up and I'm going to get less sleep and it just trickles down into all of life. I, I was going to say that, it's specific, that exact thing. Empathy is... The answer and understanding that there is a reason why everybody does everything. There's a reason why you do the things that you do. There's a reason why I do the things that I do. There's a reason why every single person on the planet uh, does the things they do. And the more empathy we can show and understand that they 
have a completely different path and history and life um, experiences than you do, there is a reason why they're doing whatever it is they're doing. All right, let's say they're squatting a quarter squats. Maybe it's because they have a messed up hip and that's as low as they can squat. If all we see is them squatting um, above parallel and we're like, gosh, you know, I can't believe he's, he's shorting his range of motion. What's wrong with him? Well, I'll tell you what, if I would have done squats on the Monday after I ran my marathon, there's no chance I would have been getting below parallel. And if somebody didn't know me and they walked in, they're like, oh, he's trying to cheat his reps. No, I just ran a marathon two days ago. This is low. You may if not I, see the, the if scar I go, yeah. on his ankle if, underneath yeah. his sock from a surgery yeah. and he yeah. has a plate he, in his yeah. ankle. <laughs> I, I, this is as far as I, I can go today. And so the more we can show other people empathy um, and get away from judging, the more we can do that. And then ultimately all we can really do is focus on our own self and our own effort and then every every ounce of energy and effort we have on looking at what other people are doing and trying to pick them apart is less energy and focus we can apply to ourselves and ultimately it's all we're doing is hurting ourselves because we are um taking what somebody else is doing personal because we're like he's cheating that's taking away from my performance. Yeah. And in reality, you're the only one that sees it that way. Nobody else sees it that way. But what that is doing, it is taking away from your performance because it's taking less of your mental energy from what you sh you could be doing and putting it on somebody else. I'll tell you this. It's taken – there are some skills in the gym that have taken me four years to buy reps that I see somebody just not do in one moment. And – I could either say, man, what a waste of four years of trying to string those reps together or to do to accomplish that. Or you look and see that, you know what? I At the end of the day, if I'm really here to compete and that is my goal, I'm going to end up in a situation where someone's counting my reps for me and there are people that are judging the standards and all the truth will be revealed then. But if I'm not, at the end of the day, I have to realize it's because I'm not a competitor. I'm not here to do this for the goal or for the accolades of you accomplish this task but we're here because 99.9 .9 of us know that we're creating healthy habits that translate from in the gym to outside of the gym and so when you put that perspective you see you know what at the end of the day no one's no one's thinking about it and I still am a better person than I was four years ago because mm -hmm. I worked on those gymnastic skills and developed some discipline. And I stretched a little more at night because I wanted to perform the next day. And I chose to do that. So seeing the benefit is where you can, for you, and are you a better person because you worked really hard? If the answer is yes, nothing that happened to anyone else around you or their result uh, at the end of the day matters. Show people empathy and don't take what other people do personally because it's not about you and we always want to look through everything through the lens of our own self and somebody else's performance progress lack of progress whatever has no bearing on your own performance progress lack of progress whatsoever and so the more we can think about that and not take things personally and i say all this because i've struggled with all this stuff so so much over the years and it's taken me years and years years to learn this and it took when I finally was able to start implementing this in my own life, it took the anxiety uh, of coming to the gym completely out of it. And now I just thoroughly enjoy it as opposed to dreading workouts, thinking about workouts all the time, getting upset because somebody else beat me for the rest of the day and letting it ruin my day as, as opposed to now not taking what other people do um, personally and showing everybody else empathy and literally cheering people on. If you're watching other people and secretly hoping that they fail a rep or 
get slower than you in a workout, then that's a great sign that there's something going on that you need to address because ultimately we're all here together and we want everybody to succeed and there's enough success for everybody to go around. Um, Tyler, anything else you want to add? I wanted to finish, wrap one more uh, story and then uh, we can move on outside the box. My initial, I guess, input and thought to Caleb's question is, is where is your gratification? Where does your gratification lie? Does your gratification lie with the immediate or does it, does it, lie with the later and if we put all of our eggs in the basket that we're holding if we're just expecting to immediately be gratified by the action that we're taking now and we don't think about what what it's going to give for us in the future then then that's where we're going to get tripped up and so when someone asks me all the time like oh did you see that guy count uh, skip his reps in that workout there's no way uh he or she did that time so fast my initial question to them is well why does it matter to you and 99% of the time, there's not a response at all. If it is, it's not really a, a sound one because at the end of the day, it, it really doesn't. Like it, it, it just really doesn't matter. If it does matter to you that much, then maybe you know you need to kind of spend some time thinking about where is your gratification lie? Because when we come in, we put in effort. It's not for the right now. It's it's for the later. And so just to answer kind of like mm-hmm. that question on the on the PEDs on the competition. Like for everyone training to go to that highest level of the sport of to the CrossFit Games, right? If they're training just for that that one year, if they're training just for 2023 CrossFit Games. Well, if even if they do win the 2023 CrossFit Games, the moment they they win, it's already time to get ready for 2024. So like, why train for just one now? Like, why not train for the later? So that's kind of my thought. Like my, my initial response is like, where's your gratification lie? It's not wrong to have these feelings. Every single one of us have these oh, feelings. Absolutely, yeah. I have this feeling every single week in some way or another. It, like Hunter said, this is something that we all struggle with collectively. But at the end of the day, like you just said, Tyler, we kind of are operating on a faulty premise that I am my result. Mm-hmm. And no one else. We're telling you. We're your coaches. Yep. We do not judge you and we do not take your we don't go home at night and think about your performance in that we think about who you are as a person and are we helping you to accomplish the goal that you've set out to and we appreciate you coming into the gym and giving your best effort and i promise the people around you they are going to remember the the smile the laugh the welcomeness that you showed them the fist bump you gave them that's what people remember we do not people don't care about your score and the result except for the fact that it reflects uh, your hard work. And right. so it is important and there's there's no, we're never going to take the leaderboard away. And so I think that that's something that we just want to say is we want to keep the good but also realize we're all struggling with this and this is something we can work on together. Yeah, and it but it's it's just a part of life and it's a great way to help help with life, but um I have a story but it's going to be more of an outside the box. So we'll move on to outside the box. Nice. So in re- in regards to this specific topic, um I love history. I love reading about history. And um, there's a story from history that really hit hit the nail on the head for this specific topic to me. And it really changed the way I look at things um, as far as life in general. And um, so Julius Caesar, we probably all know who Julius Caesar was. He literally uh, was single-handedly responsible for turning Rome from a democracy to uh, a dictatorship and having an emperor. And um, he was a, a tremendous, tremendous uh, one of the most successful, most well-known people in history. 
Julius Caesar was, I think, 35, 36 years old. Uh, he uh, went to Alexander the Great's grave and was reading uh, reading the, the inscription on there, and he saw uh, the, his dates. And when he started to weep and cry because he realized that Alexander the Great was his age when he at when Julius Caesar was at that moment when he died and he had done all that stuff by the time Julius Caesar was that age and Julius Caesar started crying because he realized I have what have I done with my life this guy had already done all this great stuff and died when he's my age and I haven't done anything well then he went on to do all these other great amazing things and so um when the more you actually dig into the story you you can understand that Alexander the Great did all those things because he took over his father's kingdom. He he built off what his father had built for him. Where Julius Caesar was born uh, a poor nobody um, and worked his way up, and so it took him longer to get to where um, ultimately he was able to have power. And the more I thought about that, the more I realized like everybody is born with in different places in life. Some people are born with more advantages than others. Um, some people are given more advantages than others, so we can't ever compare to what other people are doing because we we have no way to determine how they got there. All we can ultimately compare to is ourselves, and that's helped me so much in my life, in you know, in business and in sports and personal life, whatever. And realizing like I'm on my own unique journey that is different from everybody else's. And if I try to compare my business career to somebody else who um, took over their parents' family business, of course I'm. I'm not going to be able to compare to them because I I started a business from, from scratch. I can't compare to somebody else who took over a business that's been around for 30 years. And, you know, you can apply that to every other area of life. Um, and so I, I, try to, I try to keep that story in my mind a lot because um, it is so applicable to everything. Ultimately, we're on our own journey, and we can't compare ourselves. We can listen and learn from other people and applaud other people, but not compare to other people and let it take away from us. So I thought that was a good story. Nice. Thanks, Hunter. You guys got anything outside the box I to add? Nothing to add. How do we top that? Jeez, <laughs> Julius Caesar. Um, no, I think uh, this is going to get into uh, to my recommends, but one thing we're working on is like we have probably for too long, just we Sarah and I moved to, bought a new house uh, about a year year and a half ago a little less than a year and a half ago and so it's the two of us and we have a dog hattie uh who's a rescue dog she's a small dog but it's it's really just sarah and i at the house and we've realized that like eventually we probably need to start putting some furniture in the house and start decorating it a little bit because we realize like there are things that we just are starting to need and so uh we're kind of getting into a little bit more of that and i've realized that i actually enjoy um not design, but I enjoy how certain things make me feel and the look of certain things make you feel and how you really can have something that looks peaceful to you. And there's things, an aesthetic is really important. And so for me, I think that's been something that, uh, we'll get into the recommends. I got another one for you, but I'm starting to kind of dabble into and realize that like, I really do like that certain things can make you feel a certain way. And there is a connection to the aesthetics and the looks of things. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, like it's really also kind of easy to try to do things that you think you need, but you really don't. And so trying to figure out like what is important and what's not, um, I'm kind of tapping into a little bit of that. And so we've been, we've been doing some of that the last couple months and, uh, I've actually enjoyed the process of it. And so, uh, and I know Sarah has too. So, um, I'll talk more about that in the recommends. 
I'm going to talk about the recommends now because because uh, I'm leaving. I'm out of here. Beach Cottage Chronicles. I talked about it last week. The next uh, series that I want you guys to dig into is called The Diary of an Old Home. And it goes all around the country and finds these homes that are 100, 200 years old and how these people have restored them to the original architecture. And let me tell you, it does the perfect job of entertaining and also helping you prepare for sleep. And that's the theme I'm on right now. So HBO Max, The Diary of an Old Home, Beach Cottage Chronicles. Enjoy it. Enjoy the serenity. And it may inspire you to be a little more creative in your house. Cool. Uh, is this outside the box and recommend? Yeah, go for all it. In one? Go for um, it. The months of December and January, I'm spending a little bit more time on the road on the weekends, uh, doing a little bit of traveling to the Delta Duck Hunt in a little bit. Um, and so I want to recommend um, if you're going through um, and you're on the road a lot and you're stopping at gas stations, um, this may or may not have been recommended before. But if you need like a quick, good, easy snack um, on the road, um, my go-to lately has been the uh, the teriyaki beef jerky. You can get them in the packs. You can get them in the little tender bites, and you get two packs of those. They're about 24 grams of protein a pack. Um, if you're kind of eating on the road um, and something kind of quick and easy, um, and then uh, you know Circle K always does two for three on their big waters. And so if you just need something quick and easy, you can get on the road. Circle K is a really good stop. Um, that's always consistent. So I would recommend Circle K. Um, outside of the, or you know, that's that's a that's a double there. It's outside of the box, and I recommend something boring for you, but easy. I like it. I like it. So um, my recommend. So uh, we are uh, currently under in the process of um, building a house. We we uh, we found a house that was already being built, and we were able to pick out a bunch of the finishings and stuff. But one of the things that I'm most excited about is they are going to build a bookshelf for me for my books nice. in the uh, in the keeping room uh, sitting area. Uh, so I'll be able to sit and read books, and it's a floor-to-ceiling bookshelf, and I'm super excited to be able to fill it up and organize my books because I love doing that kind of stuff. So I would recommend, if you like books, to get you a nice bookshelf and put it in a place where you can see it frequently because it's just always motivating for me to see the books that I've read um, because I... To me, that just signifies the things that I've done to try to uh, make myself a better person. So I would recommend that and uh, also excited to uh, have a book collection to pass on to my kids down the road. So nice. that's my recommend for this time. But that's all we got uh, for this week. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode and we will see you next time. Silky smooth sounds.